0: buddy obviously last week it was um a bit of a concerning loss for the piss cats they really looked like they were about to turn things around and suddenly they lost again to a team that failed to hit 300 we're back to square one aren't we anyways um my apologies for this episode being late um it's been uh you'd wonder what a kid who does literally fuck off for a living could be busy doing but I actually had to do stuff the day the podcast is supposed to come out. I know <laughs> Sunday, Thursday Night Football is in about an hour and a half. So I'm going to have a very quick episode this week. I know you'd love to hear me ramble on. My high ass ramble on for hours. as I'm already doing right now, kind of. But I'm going to just do this all in one giant segment today. Roll right through without giving you those little cheesy ass... You know what I mean? We ain't going to do any of that, dude. Anyways... I'm going to start it off with my predictions for the week, and we're basically going to give this a go. We have Clark versus the Piss Cats, and um, if you want my all honesty, I'm feeling good. And I know I'm missing Gaskin, who is literally my best player, and I know my wide receiver one is Judy, but that's not just for this week, that's for the rest of the fucking year. So I'm pretty fucked there, but you know what? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in Albany this week. I'm going with the Piscats, And that's nothing against Clark. I honestly just didn't feel feeling it myself. Other than that, we got Rich and Knack. And honestly, this is a must win for Knack. But, <clears throat> as I said on previous episodes, his team was just... It's just a matter of them getting healthier. In Michael Thomas's case, it's a matter of him leaving the circus. Above all, his team is actually in a good position. And... Rich honestly has Brian Hill at RB3 this week. Could be kind of tough. Mostert injury is going to fog with him until he can figure that out. I'm going to give it to Knack. I think Knack up a much-needed win. Next, we have Adam and Brody. And let me tell you, the fuckers of the dogs. Big win last week on the verge of 400. And honestly, down the line, it looks like it could actually be a pretty good matchup. But there are... Some matchups I think on both sides that kind of scare me. But you know what? I know Brody doesn't have Lamar Jackson this week, but I'm gonna say that it doesn't matter. And the dog fuckers lose after an impressive win. But Brody gets a big win after losing last week to a team with one QB. But I'm gonna give it to BG, I think. Wins. So next we have Ferlano and Benny Bruce. Benny Bruce is yet to this is one of the games a long time ago in 2013 when the Denver Broncos had the best offense in the league. You know, we all remember when Manning broke all those records. They played the Jaguars that year. And the Jaguars were 0-6, I think, and the Broncos were 6-0. and And it was at the time, I'm not sure if that's changed right now, the largest, you know, for like the fucking betting and shit, it was the largest spread in NFL history for a game. And the Broncos actually did not cover the spread. And they almost lost. They were losing until the third quarter. The spread for this game for Early and Ben would absolutely be close to that. But I'm not going to go with the fairy tale here. Ben is whirling with two Philadelphia quarterbacks who play very soon. So let's see how that goes. Good thing about that, I think, is that I'm not all here for Ben Wentz. I don't even know who's really saying that with the people he's working with on offense. But in the case he gets hurt, which, you know, could happen to Carson, he has Jalen Hurts. He will not be scrambling for literally one quarterback, let alone two, right? So I don't hate the, the waiver wire pickup. Anyways, I'm going to give it to Ben. Next, we have Neller and Joe. And you know what? Something's telling me this week that Joe has Joe has some shit that he could pull off. Even with no Dalvin. Even with no Jefferson. You know, no well Kirk, who gives a fuck about Kirk? But then I just look at Neil's team and it's like, oh fuck, man. Must be really hard to be missing Hollywood Brown, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's tough. Miles Sanders. And then you just look and the guy's flexes are Cooper Cup and Travis Fulham in this type of league. So it's like, yeah, that's all I need to know. Sorry, Moose, but I'm taking Nallar again. Yeah, I'm blowing his horn this year. What can I say? Next, we got Trunz and Leg, And Leg made some really nice deals this week, I think. He absolutely ripped me off pretty bad. So we're going to just see how Boston Scott performs tonight. That could be what wins or loses him this game. But he's about, I think, to change his name to six straight losses. I'm going to go with Trunz on this one. Okay, now we're going to move on to my power rankings from, well, I guess this week, right? I'm pretty fucked. Dropping down to 12 is me again. And I know what you're thinking, Furley doesn't have a win. But you know what? Furley also dropped 100 more points than my team about last week. And he did play. He put up a fucking hell of an effort. He almost upset Neil when I was running my mouth on here saying, Neil, like, if you fucking lose, man, like, you know. He got away with it now, but it doesn't change the fact he almost lost. I'm going to put Furley above me at 11 because, quite frankly, his team literally performed when mine hadn't. So, that's my reason, and That's about it. Number 10, we have Leg at five straight losses. I mean, what else do you expect to be at? You're lucky you're at 10. Um, at 9, we have Knack. And obviously, Knack's team, I think, on the paper is a lot better than a 9, but he's in a must-win this week. He's on the outside looking in when it comes to terms of record. So, we'll have to see what happens there. 8, we have Rich, mustard injury. Jeez, that is just an absolute fucking... Butt but you know what? He's known to make trades usually when he has no other choice. So I expect Rich sooner or later to man well not man up, but you know what, make the decision, be like, okay, I gotta make something happen here. Whether I'm trading one of these QBs, downgrading at QB, doing something like that, whatever you do, I think it's gonna come soon. But for this week, if he's rolling Brian Hill, that's a little a little scary, but that's why I have him at eight. At seven, we have Clark and actually last week. Clark picked up a pretty pretty hefty win against Knack's team, who also dropped very little. But it's still a win. But I also think that Buck could maybe hurt him. We have to see. How does Lev get incorporated in KC? I think Clyde still looks really good. I don't know how you just keep taking the rock away from that kid. I and mean, if you go in there, man, I'm not going to say the word committee. Who Everyone hates that fucking word. But... Maybe they will ride with a hot hand in some games. Maybe they'll actually come with a script to get them both involved. I in mean, we really don't know. We won't know until we see them play. But I think even one week won't do it justice. You need to see two or three maybe to even get an idea of how Casey's going to roll. Maybe an injury rolls out by then. But I think the Lev thing is really interesting to see how that pans out for Clark. But I'm going to stick him at seven. Stick it in him at seven. And then at six, we have Adam. The dog fuckety fuckers. They just almost dropped 400. He made a big deal with me, ripped me off this week. <laughs> How many times do I say that? How many times do I get ripped off in a week, man? I gotta stop smoking, fuck. But yeah, I'm gonna stick Dog Booker's at six. I think overall his team's good. I mean, Melvin Gordon could leave his team at a pretty important time, but that is yet to be determined. Coming in at number five, we have Trunz. He's staying there from last week. I mean... Truth be told, Trunza's team is actually looking really good on paper still. Like, he's healthy in all his positions. Doesn't really have to worry about much. And, I mean, all in all, he fucking beat me last week for... He always said, oh, never beat you. Literally yeah. Well, you know what? He literally just stuck it to me. So, no, he didn't. He didn't even hit 300 and he won. That's so how bad I am. Number four, dropping down from three, we have Brody. Brody's team still played good. Brody's team on paper very well still could be better than the guy who was above him at three Moose, But... Losing to a team with one quarterback, not dissing because Derrick Henry did drop 100 points. But if I had to pick to be somewhat fair about it, I would have to say because Moose came off a dub, he will go to three. Neil is staying at two. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Ben's showed that his move is to go with just Jalen Hurts. I still think that there is a possibility Ben moves for a different quarterback eventually. Getting it like, not in like, you know, one on the same team. We're going to see how it works for him first. But... Um, he's still 6-0, and he's still just won without a quarterback against a really good team of Brody, and you're thinking, okay, well, Derrick Henry went off, but that's what Derrick Henry brings to the table. It's not the first time we've seen Derrick Henry go for over 80 points, so, I mean, it happens, and that's what Derrick Henry brings to your team. Ezekiel Elliott, on the other hand, is not something I would worry about. Yes, maybe his hands at the backfield are a little bit, and he's fumbling a bit more than often. At the same time, I still think he's hitting holes at the same amount. It's just all of a sudden... The slowly but surely that offensive line and offense around him is kind of deteriorating. But those are the power rankings. And now we're going to move on to Well. Shit. And at number three for Well, I have James Robinson. I think he's kind of, um, Knack would like to call it, falling back to earth. Or where is the hype going? Um, quite frankly, the hype is still there. He's getting touches. It's just, you know, he kind of ran up against a couple of games that, you know, didn't perform as well. But I think that he's going to turn that around this week. And if he doesn't, I don't even think it's even a concern for cause because Ryqual Armstead has whatever you want to call that disease because that ain't COVID. (laughs) And whatever else you want to say about it, that James Robinson, he's just going to dominate touches. I think he comes back to life this week. Number two, I have Noah Fant. Noah Fant is coming in. I think that the Denver receiving order, especially when we play Kansas City. You, you see us attack the middle of the field a lot. You see Fant actually become utilized, at least in the one time we've seen them play. It was, on, it was in a snowball when Locke played them. But I also have noticed that we've only seen one game of Locke and Fant, but Locke does rely on Fant quite a bit. At least we saw that in that Tennessee game. Hence what I hear from practice scrimmages, whatever the case is. I do like Noah Fant as the wide receiver too in Denver. I think you should view Tim Patrick as the wide receiver one, and that's not me actually saying that. I actually think Tim Patrick does put up more points than Jerry Judy. He's a lot more of a deep threat than Jerry Judy, as Judy's coming more out of the slot for gains up the middle, and he's yet to really convert one of those and just take off because in college, Judy, I thought, had that Odell Beckham type of catch a slant, take it to the house, or you know he has the ability to run vert. He can do a lot of things, but he hasn't really converted those opportunities yet he's had some big drops this year which is really unlike him but he also hasn't been playing with drew so we're gonna see what happens and he did play patriot tough patriots D. he had stefan gilmore on him a lot of the time last week so let's see how he goes without the year but until then i think i really like Noah Fant against the chiefs and now we're gonna go i have travis fulham the big boy plays in an hour and a half at this time and i mean look at his numbers look at look at everything zach Ertz is done now goddard's not back miles sanders is gone i mean the guy is literally primed <laughs> for an absolute... Whether or not he converts it, this guy should be getting an absolutely monstrosity of a target share tonight. And I expect him to convert them because he has for the last three weeks. Shit, I got Zach Moss. (laughs) I don't got to tell you why, right? Because it's Zach Moss. Number two, I have Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks is, I think, going to come down back to earth. Not in a bad way because he has actually kind of been performing. I mean, obviously, he had that 60 bomb and then last week, he performed well before. I think that... Green Bay's defense could maybe poise a little bit of problems, but maybe not for Cooks. But at the same time, I think overall that secondary isn't what's going to cause Cooks' problem. I think that really that Green Bay's defense has been pretty stout this season. And Houston, although they did look really good against Tennessee, I just am a little unsure as like what exactly... You will see. I mean, Aaron Rodgers rarely comes off an L and performs like absolute piss again. I think it'll be a good game, but I'm not sure if Brandon Cooks comes out and performs with like an over, like a near 30 point performance again. I think maybe like, I don't know, if I had to put a prediction, not to disc Cooksy because I love the guy. He's a little bullet, but I would say, I'm going to guess he gets around like 40 or like 50 yards, like 14 or 17 and a half. Not like what you would, ex- well, kind of expect from him. I don't know. I was really not picky with the shits this week. Because number one is the GOAT, John Brown, the robotic bionicle, whatever you want to call him, man. This guy, why are you playing, dude? Like, you can practice for two days and then the next week you're questionable? What did you do, fucking fall down the flight of fucking stairs when you're coming off the plane? Well, What possibly could John Brown keep doing that keeps one ankle, knee, hamstring, quad... Man, that one leg, just just get it up, amputate it, and just move on with your career, Okay. Fuck, I've actually had enough of John Brown.